The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. senses and challenge your beliefs a world where science and religion clash or do they you will meet real people and hear real stories but you will not believe you will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds but you will not believe this is the new england ghost project welcome to the nightmare good evening everyone and welcome to another edition of ghost chronicles next generation i am ron kolick your host the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown the unexplained and the unbelievable new england's own van helsing with me all the way from her dungeon is the blonde bombshell herself and Kerrigan. Well, hello there. Yeah, I'm chained down here in the dungeon. Yeah, chained you to are my, the uh... dungeon master. <laughs> the dungeon mistress. Mistress, there you there go. There you go. Get your wine? <laughs> no, no wine tonight. I, I have some water. Wow. Turned over a new leaf? Is that Crazy what it is? things. Well, I just, went, I just went for a run, and I thought maybe I might want to hold off on wine till after I had something to eat. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm off on the wine. There you go. I'll be loopy. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, it's been really good weather. It was a little bit muggy, but did you get any rain at all down there? Just a little, little tiny bit. A little tiny bit. I thought we were supposed to have pouring rain, so I didn't even think I'd get to run tonight. So it was great. So you go to the gym and run. Mm, yeah, when I well, when I can do either. Wow, Man, <laughs> must be getting really buff now. Oh, I wish, I wish. Yeah, see, I don't go to the gym and run in the same day generally. <laughs> well, you do kind of. Well, I you're, guess you're running the treadmill. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. When I go to the gym, I do the elliptical or I run on the treadmill. Mm. But do you know any haunted, do any haunted gyms? Haunted gyms? Mm. Mm, not off the top of my head. Mm, I'm sure there's some... one out there. Yeah. Maybe the treadmills and the ellipticals are running in the middle of the night. You know? have the, it might do EVPs and get the voice. I pick things up and put them down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have all these uh, buff ghosts, right? Yeah, there you go. So anyways, <laughs> you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. And you can also listen to us on your smart-ass phone, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw you post that today. We have an yep. app. Yep, there's an app. And well, I don't think we have that posted on our uh, Next Generation page. By the way, you can also join us on our Next Generation page, which is what? It, we're on Facebook at Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation. Yep. So you can so, pop on there if you have comments and things, if you don't want to go in the chat room. and Oh, you don't want to call in or whatever. Or, yeah, you're shy. Well, you're a shy the, person. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm very shy myself. So I yeah, yeah, blush. yeah. You're shy and retiring, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the blushing bride, as I'm often referred to as. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh-huh. You don't believe that, huh? Um, no. Mm. Nope. I've traveled with you. You're anything but quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's for those who do not know, it's not a good idea to travel with me. Oh God, you got to give him like a tranquilizer or something, something. Well, don't, let him don't let him drive. Don't let him drive. Oh, I see. Uh, Karen's in the car in the uh, Tojinek chat room. So welcome, Karen. Hey, Karen. Hi, Stephen Scott. He just logged in too. Oh, yeah, yeah, from Scotland. Yeah, that's cool. Stephen Scott from Scotland, and I have to share, okay, Stephen uh, gave me a reading yesterday oh, via cool. Skype. Really? That, that was very, very cool. Yeah. Really? He did a great job, too. Really? Yeah, he hit on a lot of stuff. Oh, really? Did he hit on me, or did he hit on you? Ah! No. <laughs> Stop. I'm sorry. No, you're I, not. No, I'm not. <laughs> It, there's got to be some special disease for my mind that it's just it just goes where it wants to go no matter you know it's it's already out there before I can even control it so it's it's, it's you know. <laughs> it just spills out it's like yeah, garbage it, does, it, it just does, spills it out yeah. the can yeah yeah so anyways uh, I do want to mention that of course that uh, this month at the Circles of Wisdom on the 21st uh, we will be doing a red light seance uh, which is kind of cool we'll be investigating it and uh, while the seance is going on, we're going to be doing EVPs, and we're going to have some uh, temperature uh, sensors running here and there, and some EMF stuff, and it's going to be kind of cool. It's going to be like a little scientific look at the red, red uh, light seance. And the red light seance, for those who don't know, is um, uh, goes all the way back to the spiritualist church. In fact, you know, uh, Stephen Scott, who's in the uh, chat room, he's a, a member of the spiritualist church. I know that as a fact, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's kind of you must know all about this stuff too. But uh, you know that that goes back to the times of the early uh, spiritualist movement in in America, and especially like in uh, Canada and uh, uh, who's his name Van uh, No Van uh, Houdini. Houdini mm-hmm. was involved in right. exposing some of the fake uh, psychics in these uh, seances. So. And, and you know what? We also want to say hi to, you know, probably our most faithful listener. And we really uh, do appreciate uh, him tuning in all the time, and that's John from Florida. Hey, John. He's always and there. He's always there. He listens to Ghost Chronicles yep. Internationals and Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our hats off to you. If we had a special award, we would give it to you. Most faithful fan. Yeah, but we're so cheap we don't have any anything. Yeah. We don't even have T-shirts. We're so cheap we don't even have T-shirts. Uh, so hey, anyway, you know, there we go. So it's our big um, paychecks. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So, anyways, we want to talk about a little bit about cemeteries, and because I know that's something that's near and dear to your heart. And, oh, and believe yeah. it or not, there's a lot of people who think like you. They really do love cemeteries, and they really mm-hmm. do love tombstones, and. And some people love investigating in cemeteries. Uh, mm. I don't, but uh, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's probably not my personal favorite is investigating in cemeteries. I mean, I love, you know, photographing mm-hmm. cemeteries, but um, I don't know. It's not high on my list to investigate. No? No. No? Not? I don't know why. Some people find it really... Uh... 
I think, you know, I think it's that thrill, like, when you were a little kid and you're like, oh, let's sneak in the cemetery in the dark and, you know, oh, it's so scary. You know, it's, I think it's like that, you know, like you're not really supposed to be there. And I don't, I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of, it carries over from your childhood. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, Maureen and I, when we did the original Ghost Chronicles, we did a, a Halloween special in a cemetery. We just, uh, because back in those days, you know, we didn't have virtually live po- uh, podcasts. They were all uh, uh, broadcast on the Ghost uh, Village website, and they were on iTunes. And uh, we would just walk around with a little recorder and the, and the audio, and some of it was absolutely horrendous. But, <laughs> yeah. but people loved it, though. I mean, they really did. It's still one of the top ghost shows on, on uh, iTunes. And anyways, we did this one, and we went through a cemetery, and, you know, it was it was kind of interesting walking through the cemetery at night. Uh, you know, we weren't, like, investigating. We are just kind of walking and talking, and, yeah. uh, you know, we did see some interesting stuff. We saw some strange shadows. We saw uh, lights dotting here and there, and uh, some things uh, we, we thought we were that were a little crazy, but uh, <laughs> we, looked at, we looked at them, and, and we found explanations for them. But yeah. you know, all in all, it was an interesting night uh, for a, a, you know a a walk into the cemetery. Mm-hmm. You had to be you had to be really careful. Um, I think when you're looking like in a cemetery at night <clears throat> with the lights, because mm-hmm. highly polished granite, mm-hmm. I mean, catches car headlights, catches every light. I mean, and and it looks like oh look, there's moving lights in there. It's mm-hmm. headlights. Shining yep. off the uh, grave markers. Yeah, so, and a lot of people put those solar lights in there too. Yeah, yep. Yeah. There's solar lights, and then you've got those candles, like the uh, they call them what an eternal flame. Petrols, yeah, whatever they are. Um, they've got those going. I mean, there's a lot of light play in there at night. So right. you know, just you know, take it take it into consideration. And don't mm-hmm. jump to conclusions about, oh, we saw all these lights. Well, yeah, you did. <laughs> They're bouncing all over the place in there. So, you know, use some common sense. Yeah, I mean, I, we we saw some of those that we thought were strange lights, and we, <clears throat> you know, we did track them down to the, the lights that were left there on the uh, graves mm-hmm. and also yeah. from reflections and stuff. But there were right. some lights that we really couldn't explain. We thought maybe they might be lightning bugs, but no, they weren't lightning bugs. They were, mm-hmm. they were definitely... Moving lights that because they were, they were, I don't know, they were kind of hard to tell. And, and we heard stuff too that we were difficult mm-hmm. to explain. But once again, you have the same thing. You have echoes from all the right. stones and stuff that can reflect. But mm-hmm. it was interesting. I mean, it, it was definitely a fun night to do. And, you know, uh, it had a nice little Scooby Doo effect. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and there you go. <laughs> yep. That's what Stephen just said. It's, it's that. <laughs> The Scooby-Doo, Nancy Drew, Heidi Boy Syndrome, and we all want the sneaky adventures, you know. <laughs> it's kind of true. And, and some cemeteries really have some uh, uh, really bad reputations with them. I know, like, uh, the one Guilford one in uh, New Hampshire and Blood mm-hmm. Cemetery. And, uh, you know, Fiona Broom uh, swears, and I forget which one it is now, but uh, she will swear that she'll never go back there. Because mm-hmm. she believes that uh, one of her assistants uh, really died because she went to the cemetery. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
That's so crazy. anyways, if, if anybody does, uh, would like to t- tell about a, your favorite cemetery or favorite tombstone that you've seen or an adventure you've had, you can call us at uh, 877-864-4869. That's 877-864-4869. Or you can go into either the Tojinet chat room or the Pararex chat room, and uh, you can, uh, you know, tell us there as well if you don't want to go on the phone. And uh, you can also go on our uh, Facebook page, which is... Ghost Chronicles dash Next Generation. Yeah. So, Ann, I know you're the, the big cemetery taphophile there, whatever you are. <laughs> and uh, and so, I mean, how did you get into really doing what you do? And you have a page called Cemetery Tripping, too. I do, right. Mm-hmm. Facebook page, Cemetery Tripping. Look it up. There's a lot of... Um, there's a lot on Facebook, a lot of people that do what I do, um, who just hang out in cemeteries all the time mm-hmm. uh, and take pictures and kind of um, look for the uh, the more Odd unusual stone. stones. Yeah. Um, uh, I know um, Sid Graves, Cemetery Prince, has awesome stuff, Headstones mm-hmm. and History, John Grant. I mean, those are just a few people. Um, so... Lots and lots of stuff out there, but mine is cemetery tripping. I, um, I, I always loved cemeteries, but I never took pictures of them until probably, oh, like you know, six or seven years ago. And I was out in a cemetery near where we used to camp out in um, Central Mass called Pine Grove Cemetery. It's in Spencer, Mass. And that cemetery actually has some local folklore about it, local legends. Um, so I was in there and just looking at some of the neat stones, and there's this really one huge, fabulous angel in there. And I just started taking pictures, and then I started really kind of looking at all the carvings, and, I, and then I just became addicted. It didn't take long. <laughs> And then I just wanted to learn everything that I could and read every book that I could get my hands on and learn about symbolism. And um, so I've been just photographing cemeteries since then. And, and there is a lot of symbolism in the cemetery. Oh, and, God. and some of it is is uh, uh, <laughs> erroneous if you go on the Internet that they'll tell you things that really aren't true about some of the symbolism that, that goes on it. Um, but uh, you have uh, you've I've worked with you a couple of times at mm-hmm. uh, giving seminars and dining with the dead and stuff. And we you, you've talked about it and and you really have a good insight into it. And uh, let, let's talk about a little bit of I mean the death head of everything. That's like you know the most <laughs> horrid thing in the world. <laughs> the the death heads um, come from the Puritans. Um, so you know you've the, the like the um early seventeen hundreds until they kind of started to phase out towards the end of that century um but uh, the de- yeah the death's heads are symbolic of our mortality um it's when you see that skull a death's head is a skull with wings, and if you go to very very old cemeteries in New England especially. That's where you're going to see those death heads, and you're going to see all different kinds. Some are really, really like crude carvings. Some are really beautiful and intricate. I mean, it all depends on the, the local carver. Mm-hmm. So, but um, 
basically, you know, the winged skull is, is you know, uh, to remind you that you're going to die and, well, hopefully go to heaven. <laughs> if you were good. <laughs> if you were good. And, and you know, I've I got involved in this cemetery trip. You've dragged me out a few times, and I really in, enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it, I found it interesting because there's, like, cemeteries will have, like, themes almost. Like, you, you'll have a bunch of graves with all, like, weeping willows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then another one you'll have, like, all death heads or, mm-hmm. or something else. I mean, why is that it? I think that I mean, it, it depends the age the age of the um cemetery like if it's if it's more a cemetery where you've got a lot of graves from that you know early mid 1700s time period you're going to see a lot of death heads because that's predominantly what was carved um it, it was the symbolism at that time that was popular i mean like anything else you know things come and go they go in and out of vogue um so you'd have so from that that time period, you'd have death's heads, you'd have sexton's tools, shovels, pickaxes, um, hourglasses were big. Any all kinds of these were all symbols of mortality and symbols that um, the Puritans really wanted to remind everybody that they were going to die. <laughs> um, oh, nice! And you know, you'll have the epitaph to um, as as you are now. So once was I, um, no, no. prepare for death and follow me. Um, there's a little, now it's going out of my head. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, not to get another expert now. I know. I know. Um, it'll, it'll pop into my head in a minute. But they, the, even the epitaph spoke about, you know, um, you know, as you're walking by my gravestone, remember, I used to be like you but you're going to be like me very soon, you know, and prepare for death and follow me <clears throat> is the end of that little ditty. <laughs> there you but go. <laughs> all those symbols and like, you know, um, the hourglass and the hourglass turned on its side. A lot of time you'll, you'll see underneath that, it'll say, my glass is run. Um, they all just symbolized, you know, our mortality, but, Further on down the line, when you got into the late 1700s and the early 1800s, all of a sudden now things were gentler and and you saw the willows with their urns and you saw the death's heads became like angel faces and they were called soul effigies. Mm -hmm. So now you've got like a cherubic face with wings. Cherubic is a good word. Yeah, so depending on what kind of the age of that cemetery, you'll see whole sections. You can almost see the time passing as you walk through by the way the symbolism changes. Yeah, and then that's right, because when you go to cemeteries, it's uh, it's like um, uh, almost, you know, this is the old section of the cemetery. This is the new section of the cemetery. Right, right. right. Yeah, and we actually have a, a phone call now, Ooh. so why don't awesome. we take that on and uh, – it is my pet of mine, actually. It is Ron Jr. Hey, Ron. Indeed. How's it going? Hi, Ron. Hi, Ann. So, and the the um, epitaph was "Stranger stop and cast an eye, as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, so you shall be. Prepare for death and follow me." There you go. There wow. you go. Yep. 
I knew I don't you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he's younger than I am. My brain is shot, so he can yeah. remember mm-hmm. these things. You know, Ron does. He's another person that, that enjoys cemeteries. Now he didn't oh, yeah. pick that up for me because you know <laughs> I never did hang around cemeteries at all. And so, I mean, Ron, how did you get involved in cemetery? How did how did you know you decided that what these are these are pretty cool? I don't know. Um, just going to Salem way back in the day when I was in college and seeing the old stones, kind of like this is cool and. But it was on the back burner for many years, and then I don't know, just picked up again. So uh, I like the really old, very symbolic stones. You know, the aforementioned death heads and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But one little fun fact: while the um, winged death head did die out mm-hmm. at the close of the 17th and beginning of the 18th century, it did see a resurgence around the time of the Revolutionary War. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes, you'll, that's why you'll find stones like those of uh, Captain John Homer of Boston. He has a very distinctive, large death head uh, skull and crossbone. That's the entire top of the stone. There's three of those at Point of Graves, one at uh, Old Burial Hill in Marblehead, one at um, Old Hill Burial Ground in Newburyport, and I'm sure there's a lot more out there. But, you know, it's a very distinctive symbol, you know, crossed bones under a death's head skull. And, of course, there's the very famous um, Susanna Jane stone, which is, you know, full skeleton with the scythe and the sun and the moon and all that. And that was from 1776. So Right, right. It, it enjoyed a brief resurgence before it switched over to the rather bland willow and urn. <laughs> I sometimes I walk through the cemetery and I go, Willow and Urn, Willow and Urn, Willow and Urn. I won't even take a picture of it because there's so many of them and they're all the same. <laughs> right. Well, another thing that John Homer did is he's got a couple of them out there. If you know where to look, um, there's definitely one or two in Portsmouth. He's got the Willow and Urn, but there's mm-hmm. a uh, skeleton underneath. Nice. So nice. it kind of carries over between you know, from two different eras, you know, mm-hmm. the more bland, less bleak outlook, but, you know, just a little reminder, hey, this mm. is what's going on. I love have, it when have, they mix it up. I was going to ask you, have either one of you see it, seen, like, a, a Frankenstein stone? Oh, with everything on it? Yeah, with all kinds of crazy, you know, all yeah. the different. You have? Yeah. yeah. Susanna Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen stones that have... A soul effigy on the top, and then they have skull and crossbones down the sides, and and it's it's bizarre. It's like it's like the the car they couldn't make up their mind, so they just put it all on. They just put it all on. Yes, I have seen that. Absolutely. And 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 military stones. People that that have been in the military are there special stones for them. Uh, I'm not talking about the modern ones, of course. I'm talking about mm-hmm. in, the, in the in the olden times. Are there special stones for them? I, I or a symbolism. Which one of us do you want to answer this? Either. Or. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, go. You, you lead off, then. Okay. Um, I have I have seen all sorts of military stones. Um, sometimes they have flags. A lot of the military stones. Um, and I'm kind of getting more into this lately, 
they have um, it's like a, a it's a flag holder, mm-hmm. and uh, you know stuck in the ground in front right. of the grave. If it hasn't been stolen. If it hasn't been stolen, yeah, because a lot of them they're copper, they're bronze. They used um, to be until they were stolen. Yeah, and and when I run across those, I'm like, holy crap, it's still here, and no one's stolen it. Um, I've seen them for all branches of the service. I've seen them for Revolutionary War. Uh, lately, I um, when I was down the Cape a few weeks ago, saw some from the Korean War. Saw them. Yeah, but that's modern, some, though. I mean, I could see yeah. that. Uh, saw some from uh, Army Air Corps. I mean, mm-hmm. but there's all branches of the service, and, and more often than not, um, it might not be on the stone, but I'll see this flag holder, um, and they do. They go back to the Revolutionary War, uh, World War One, World War Two. But on the stones themselves, I've seen flags, I've seen sabers, I've seen um, coat oh, yeah, of saber. arms. Sabers, cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sabers and coat of arms are big ones. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, though, um, another style of carving was an actual... Um, kind of representation of the deceased. Some of them are actually far-relief pictures that are done quite nicely. Others a little more crude, just lines chiseled in, but they'll mm-hmm. show the deceased in military uniform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, up in Concord, um, I think that it's Burying Hill, which is right in the center. Mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of those coat of arms and um, a lot of, of military stones in there. Very old. We're coming up onto the the break. I think we've got about a minute left in the break. Um, Ron, are you going to be staying or are you leaving? Um, do you need me to stay for a while? It's entirely up to you. We, you know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, after the break, we will also be playing the, Anne's new uh, cemetery tripping as well, so that'll be cool too. But uh, I actually have a, a, a question. Stay on, and you can answer it, and then we'll probably let you go. Is and this, this is for either of you? Which which stone have you run across that you thought was really the most macabre or the most interesting what that you run across and like i said we're going up the break so i want you to think about it a little bit and tell us uh what it was and why you think it was that and uh where it is located so anyways uh i hear the beats which means we are now taking a break so you are listening to ghost chronicles next generation with ann carrigan and ron kolick and right here on tojanet Perex. Ghost Channel and Beyond, and today we are Cemetery Tripping, Cemetery Tripping, <laughs> and we'll be back with a new episode after the break. So until then, stay tuned. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. 
all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne. And right now we're talking with Ron Jr., Ron Kolek Jr. as well. Mini-me, is that what you call him? Mini-me. Wow. <laughs> uh, I got a couple of comments, and, and right here on Tojanet Pararex Ghost Channel and Beyond. In the Pararex chat room, uh, Cemetery Cat says she came across the butterfly on the stone last week, which was kind of cool. Yeah. And I saw Karen in the Tojanet chat room said that she wants to tatter this on her uh, uh, stone, which is kind of cool. Wouldn't that be the, <laughs> like a the grumpy sh- cat? No. <laughs> What's that? Like grumpy cat? No, no, tatters from Doctor Who. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, that that would be very cool. Speak about uh, Doctor Who. I watched one where Doctor Who was in a haunted house with a parapsychologist, a ghost hunter, and a medium. That was a cool show. So, anyways, I, I gave you guys a question before the break. And um, I'll start with Ron, and then we'll let you go, Ron, unless you have something else you want to add. Um, both. Macabre Stone. Um, He's going to say, I mean, obviously, Susanna Jane is a lot of uh, symbology to it. And it, to the uninitiated, it's pretty creepy and macabre. <laughs> and as I have it inked on my arm, I have a lot of questions about it. But um, one of the most macabre, I wouldn't say macabre, but one of the ones that really sticks out in my mind is that uh, Old Hill Burial Ground. Is actually three stones and, you know, a mother, a father, and their daughter. And it's quite sad because if you read the epitaph of the daughter, she was deaf, mute, and, you know, pretty much died a spinster with her parents. You know, mm-hmm. the whole story, you know, between the three of them and their epitaph so was quite sad. You know, they loved her a lot. They took care of her all her life, but you know, she just... Yeah, very sad. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Ron, we want to thank you for uh, calling in. I appreciate that and sharing anything. You got anything else you want to add before we we let you go? Well, I mean, I could talk about a few of the better graveyards in the North Shore, but... All right, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. That's cool. Uh, (laughs) Ann? I um, have to say it's a tough choice. My, I, I, there's two, <clears throat> and I would say in King's Chapel uh, Cemetery in Boston um, would probably top the list of, I don't know, I guess, I don't know if it's the most macabre. I, I, I guess you could describe it as that. It's probably one of the, the most symbolic representations of, of a Puritan stone, and that's the Joseph Tapping Stone in uh King's Chapel mm-hmm. which basically shows it's 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 a battle between father time and death and death is trying to this is all carved into the stone uh wow. death is a skeleton 
that is trying to extinguish the candle of life. And uh, Father Time is, is grabbing him and trying to prevent him from doing this. Um, so I would say that stone, but there's also another stone in the cemetery um, for Rebecca Sanders. And again, it's it's the same battle between death and Father Time, but um, probably graved a little more genteely. Um, but again, you know, Father Time t- trying to stop death from snuffing out that candle of life. And uh, either one of those stones, I'd say, would be at the top of my list. So, I mean, we also had a couple of, I mean, first of all, I'll ask Ann that, and the question from the Pararex, or the comment from the Pararex about butterflies, are they common on stones? or? They're, I don't see them a lot, but I have yeah. seen them. Uh-huh. I have seen them. I mean, butterfly is, is kind of, you think about the, uh, you know, I would say it's like symbolic of a resurrection because you're thinking about, the worm that hung out in that cocoon that and now it's free mm-hmm. and it's and it's flying. So it's like a catharsis and, and the soul has taken flight. So I have seen them. I, mm-hmm. I have a few pictures with um, with butterflies on them. It's, 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 but it's cool, very cool to find one. Have, have you seen many moths? Because, I mean, moth is in, in a lot of, of uh, religions and a lot of uh, uh, folklore. The moth is, is, is symbolic of the soul. Well, I I mean, it could be, I mean, it could be a moth that I'm thinking is a butterfly. I mean, I I, I guess it's up to your interpretation. Oh, that's true. That's true, because they they often look, usually I think of a moth as a, uh, you know, chubby little body versus the sweet (laughs) body of a a, uh, butterfly. Uh Uh, So, anyway, the other, go ahead, Ann, I'm sorry. It can go either way, is all I was going to say. Yeah. The other interesting thing is uh, uh, Stephen Scott brought something about another uh, thing in the uh, uh, Spelt Cemeteries, the Weeping Angels. Oh, yeah, the Angel of Grief. Love, love the Angel of Grief. There's one in Hingham Cemetery, uh, not too far from where I live, Hingham, Massachusetts. And it is not, um, not like... The the original. Wait a minute. I gotta go. I gotta find the Angel of Grief. The original was uh, John Wetmore's story, I believe, and um, it's in Italy. So he's a very famous artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one in Hingham was actually made by a number of dis- different artisans and assembled um, in in Hingham. The first one actually fell on the dock. They they assembled it in Italy. It fell on the dock and smashed. So they had to start all over again. Oh, I remember you telling me that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think we awesome. on a cemetery trip with you. Uh, you you told me that story because we must have ran across one or yeah. something. I'm yeah. sorry, it's William William Wetmore story. I'm sorry, got my guy okay. wrong. Um, but that is that is an awesome. It's huge. It's huge. It's it's. I mean, I'm only five four. I'm a little shrimp, but I mean, yeah, you are. this thing towers over my head, and um, the 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 work on it is just incredible. If you if you go on my cemetery tripping page and you go to uh, Hingham Cemetery, you can see you can see that angel. She's fabulous, and she was she was one of my favorites and uh, early on. Um, so that's, but there's there's quite a few of them, and there's, there's quite a few reproductions. But the original is is in Italy. 
Okay, so that's what they're all based on this original one? Yes, yes. Okay. William Wetmore Story is the uh, artist. And so I, I, that brings to to another question. For instance, when I mean, there's so many different symbolism in different stones in different cemeteries in different states. Mm-hmm. Are they the same? For instance, is the death skull always the death skull? Does it always look the same? Does the weeping willow always look the same? Does the urn always look the same? No. No. The death set is varies between the artist and the artist's skill level, to be quite frank. Mm. Um, in the Merrimack Valley, it looks like a guy in a hockey mask. Um, <laughs> Down in Connecticut, they have a totally different style, you know, different Puritan colony from us. And a different material, they use sandstone instead of the slate that we use. So, I mean, and it it really does depend on the artist and their relative skill level. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys were not Michelangelo. No. <laughs> I saw some when we were out in uh, North Adams. Mm-hmm. That kind of cracked me up. I'm like, whoa, is this like their first carving <laughs> or what's going on here? I've seen um, some that almost seem like they were laughing. Uh-huh. The, the, the way they're carved, it, it, they just, they don't look like your regular depth when they look kind of happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's such some a of thing. Them do. Absolutely. <laughs> some of them look like dick grinning. I, I, I've, I've seen that very often, very mm-hmm. often. Um, Stephen Scott asked in the um, chat room, what is the most humorous stone or engraving um, okay. that you've, you've seen? For me, um, out in uh, Springfield Cemetery, mm-hmm. um, Springfield, Massachusetts, it has to be the guy who casually fell that's on his stone. That's he so died because he casually fell from the Springfield Bridge. Oh, that'll leave a mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that, you know, no, no one's going to write on the stone, well, he threw himself off a bridge and killed himself. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he did casually fall, you know, he slipped and yeah. fell. But, uh, it's interesting that they there, put that There on. is a story behind it if you if you research it, and I've just been too lazy to do it. But um, mm. it's that's the funniest stone I've ever seen. What about you, Roy? You ever seen any humorous stones? Humorous stones? Mm. Probably not. <laughs> no, I'm not even thinking of. <laughs> you don't see them that often. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a serious thing, right? I mean, well, there, there is a quite large one at, um, again, Old Hill Burial Ground, Newburyport. The thing is up to my shoulders, and it describes how the person choked to death on a pea or something. <laughs> That's humorous. I think it's humorous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it you, so. Ron, that posted the picture oh. that said it was a bench and it says, well, this sucks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was one of them. Actually, there was another one in there. It's just, it's it's not funny intentionally. It's just funny because of it's an old way of saying it was uh, some, I think, like a teacher at a maritime school and, you know, Pretty much the gist of it was, I forget exactly how it reads, but, you know, taken um, in, you know, a time of great usefulness. You know, it's like <laughs> this person was exceedingly useful or something. Damn. Yeah. Well, they always take that. the useful ones, don't yeah, they? Yeah, never, yeah, never the lazy vagabonds. Don't, do oh, yeah, don't take the slackers, right? Yeah, don't no slackers. The there you go. 
she lives forever. So let me see if I can dig this one up. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way I'm giving it justice. Uh, <laughs> the, the you know I mean uh, I've seen not as half as many not a, a I don't know not a tenth of as many as cemeteries as you have in or certainly mm-hmm. run as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know I, I've enjoyed them all. I mean the, everything from the garden ones which have the large ornate stones to the old historic ones and and some of the cemeteries are just really creepy. Uh, you go to them and you just feel really creepy. One of those is Old Hill Burial Ground in Newburyport. And there's a tree there, and it's a dead tree, and it's in the middle of the cemetery, and it just looks so freaking creepy, especially at night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny because one of the, the first investigations I did with uh, um, Maureen, we went there, was uh, actually went, we did a four-part series for WNDS News, and it was every Thursday, the month of October, and we took them to a haunted place each Thursday, and then we're supposed to end up with the most haunted. Well, the one we ended up with was I chose the Old Hill Burial Ground because I figured mm-hmm. the cemetery was freaky. So we went mm-hmm. down there, and it was like dead. <laughs> Pardon my pun. Part of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But there are there are open graves there and everything else oh, that you can go God. in and see the bones. And of course, wow. I found found one there, and I, I reached in and touched the skull and put my fingers to the nose. And yeah, you would. Yeah, and that came on the eleven o'clock news. So that was that's nice. Just desecrate the grave, Ron. Yeah. Really. Well, it smells like chicken. Okay, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> I, I know earlier in the chat, um, John had asked you a question, uh, um, Anne, and what was, oh, I think, what was your favorite cemetery, I believe it was? my favorite cemetery? Yeah. Um, one of my, my very favorites is Mount Auburn Cemetery mm-hmm. in Cambridge, Mass. And the this it's like oh my God it's 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 if you love cemeteries this is a taphophile dream. It's a garden style cemetery and it's huge and mm-hmm. it has every kind of statuary that you can think of there's so many famous people buried there i mean you've got you've got angels you've got cherubs you've got dogs you've got um um i i can't even there's so much stuff there you've got celtic crosses you've got um Globes. It, it, there's a huge tower in the middle of it. You climb to the top of. I mean, oh, well. I have I have yet to even see the whole cemetery. I mean, it's one of those cemeteries that if you want to see the whole thing, get out the map and take two or three days. And I mean, all day, mm-hmm. if you want to see the whole thing. And it's 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 only rivaled by one that I went to. Um, in, in Pittsburgh, um, Allegheny Cemetery, which was similar. I mean, it, everywhere you looked, everywhere you looked. Um, and unfortunately, uh, I was in that cemetery taking pictures like crazy, and my camera malfunctioned. And I oh, surprise, away. surprise. Whoa, shut up. My camera malfunctioned with, uh, and I got no pictures, and I cried. I literally cried. I'm like, and I, I I don't know what happened. Most bizarre huh. thing that ever happened to me. But um yeah, that's that's Mount Auburn in Cambridge. Um and if you can go there if you're uh, in the Massachusetts area, make a day of it. It's awesome. 
And what about you, Ron? What do you what do you think is probably the coolest cemetery you've gone to? Oh, what is your favorite? Um, just to go on a tangent for a second, I found that stone I was talking oh, about. Here we go. Here we go. Sacred to the memory of that valuable instructor, Captain Thomas Cluston, who in the midst of great usefulness took his departure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's tough to go in the middle of great usefulness. Oh, yeah, I know. Man. That's one thing you're not going to find on my stone. I'll <laughs> but um, my favorite usefulness. Old yeah. Hill Burial Ground would be nice if they upkept it a little bit more, and I don't know that the one mausoleum in it wasn't constantly desecrated. That'd be uh, great. Yeah. But um. Yeah, you know what? That's that's interesting. That's because that one, you know, I, I think that's one of those graves that you know somebody puts a curse in your grave because that grave has been, you know, constantly uh, been two or three uh, times know. now. It's been desecrated. Yeah, but, I mean, um, they, they took the corpses out. They poured liquor down their throats. Oh, played cards with them. They, the original time they caught the kids in town who did it uh, dressed in their clothes. So, I mean, yeah, and, and it wasn't too bad. I think like in two thousand uh, or somewhere around that. Oh four. Oh four. Okay. Uh, there was a work gang working in the cemetery, and they broke in and uh, actually ripped the head off one of the corpses. And oh, it was just one thing. dude. Just yeah. one dude. He felt compelled to kick the brickwork and. And I thought it would be funny to walk around with the um, spine and show of one of them on his shoulder. Yeah, and he has that's a picture disgusting. That's that's yes. awesome. Oh my god! I and, mean, you and, see the um, the cleanup crew. They're in there in hazmat suits, so this I know it. idiot just kicked it yeah. in and walk right. around like it's nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and the interesting thing, too, is, is I want to mention that um, one of the, I think it was Kat from the Pararex chat room, she she said that in her cemetery, there are lots of tombstones shaped like trees. And you know the story behind that, Anne, right? Yes. Woodsmen of the world. Woodsmen, Woodsmen of the world. Woodsmen of the world. Fraternal organization that if you were a member, um, they, they discontinued it at a certain point in time. But if you were a member of Woodsmen of the world, um, they would provide you with a grave marker in the shape of a tree trunk with, like, the branches cut off. So I see those a lot. And uh, I think Karen uh, Karen from uh, Washington uh, has a comment in the Tojanet chat room for us. Yes, she says, uh, actually, in Bellingham, Washington, there was a stone with a huge sculpture of four kids riding on a sled. It was oh, on top of a group of kids in the same family. Very touching. That's neat. I'd love yeah, to see neat. that. Karen, have you got a picture of that and, and you want to post it on my, share it on my cemetery tripping page? That would be awesome. Love to right. See that. So anyways, we've got the uh, cemetery trip and Ann worked really hard on, so we have to play that. Oh, yes, please. Yep. So, Ron, anything else you want to add before uh, we say goodbye? Because we would like to get this in before the end of the show. No problem. Um, no, my absolute favorite is Old Berry Hill and Marblehead. It's beyond a doubt, the awesomest one in New England. And that's all I got. All right. Uh, have you been there? No, I haven't. It's on my bucket. Okay. It's a, it's a date, then. We'll have to go. Excellent. Okay. Time is coming. We'll go. There you go. All right, Ron. Thanks an awful lot for joining us, and I appreciate your input. Not a problem. Have a good night. Thanks, yep. good Ron. Night. Take care. Goodbye. And believe it or not, he really does have that... Uh, thing tattooed on his arm. That's cool. Yeah. That gravestone. 
Okay. So anyways, we're going to ask Anna from the uh, Tojanet to play our new episode of Cemetery Trippin'. Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where I feature a different cemetery in each episode. If you'd like to see my cemetery photography, please visit my Cemetery Tripping page on Facebook. Today I will tell you about Hillside Cemetery, located in the mountainous town of North Adams, Massachusetts. I was fortunate to be visiting this area about a month ago while participating in a paranormal investigation of the Houghton Mansion, also in North Adams. Hillside Cemetery is an appropriate title, as it is located amongst the rolling hills in the mountains of this beautiful town. Many of the graves have suffered the fate of toppling over due to the extreme hillside conditions there. But there is some beautiful statuary and wonderful carvings throughout this very large cemetery, which I'm told has earned the title of being the only cemetery in America with a highway running through the middle of it. The cemetery was founded in 1798 and was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 2001. The parents of a young girl named Olive Knight, who died at age 18, owned the land. The mother, Lellis Knight, gave the entire hill to the town for use as a common burial ground in 1798. Perhaps one of the largest and most prominent monuments in the cemetery is the Sullivan Monument, built in the 1930s, which features a 10-foot sexy Art Deco angel. It is quite a modern-looking stone for the cemetery and stands apart on a ledge. It has an Art Deco skyscraper design with an angel wearing a sheer gown with wings that double as a halo. The face was supposedly modeled after one of the Sullivan cousins, Alice Nagel. Across busy Route 2, on the other side of the cemetery, stands the impressive mausoleum of the Tinkers. Edward Richmond Tinker was a prolific industrialist and at one point manufactured gunpowder in Clarksburg, which ended when the plant blew up. He played a significant role in the construction of the Hoosick Tunnel, a major railway that runs through the mountains of North Adams. He was also involved in politics, although he never ran for an office, and made a crucial speech for Abraham Lincoln at the 1860 Republican Convention in Chicago. It was a pivotal speech which aided Lincoln in winning the nomination, and Tinker and Lincoln remained close friends. I especially enjoyed the beautiful Art Deco-style doors on the mausoleum, the gorgeous stained-glass window within, and that it's always decorated with fresh flowers or a wreath whenever I have visited it. There are many other interesting stones in the cemetery, but perhaps the awesome views are part of the biggest draws to this location. Mr. Ron Van Helsing Kolick accompanied me on this particular cemetery tripping exploration and wandered around the grounds replanting toppled American flags on veterans' graves. Kudos to Ron for hanging in there while I photographed over 150 markers. If you have the opportunity to visit this charming town, which also houses the Mass Mocha, Massachusetts Museum of Contemporary Art, set aside some time to explore Hillside Cemetery. Oh. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. There you go. <laughs> Had a little fade-out music there, but maybe yeah, that you gotta, was my you got to bring part. your music down a little bit, too. I know. You know, I, I listened to it today at work, and it sounded fine. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little overpowering. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. No, it was good. It's but, cool. Uh, but, yeah, it was a good wild trip, actually. It was fun. Yeah, uh, it was a great CC from the uh, Pararex chat room actually says, did you know that Sears and Roebuck used to sell pre-made tombstones? I did. You did? I did. 
Yes, they are. Um, they're zinc. Those are the zinc stones. Those are the so zinc ones you show. Those are going to be yes. the coolest uh, tombstones that I have ever seen. Those and things. I had yes. never known about them until you showed me. Yep. You could buy them from Sears and Roebuck. You could have the plates personalized. Um, you know how it, they're hollow. They're hollow. Right. And um, they're very distinctive. If you're ever in a cemetery and you see like something, it's, they're almost like bluish. I know they're so cool, and they're so you can see them. They're so clear and yeah, and yeah. And the 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 it, I mean, those things are going to stand forever. I mean, forever. They're not going to. I mean, they don't deteriorate unless somebody, you know, vandalizes them. I mean, right. they're they're there for the duration. Uh, but yes, I did know that. That's a very, but that's a very, very cool fact. Yeah, yeah CC brought that up. It's so funny because she Thank said you, if you thump, thump on that, uh, they're made of zinc, and she said that just at the same time you were. Thought it was so funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I found a butterfly. For who I forget who was talking about the butterflies. Yep. Uh, if you go to my cemetery tripping page and you go uh-huh. to the central burying ground. Uh, in Boston, that album, right. there is a very cool stone, and on it, among other very cool things, is a butterfly, which is kind of emerging from its cocoon. So, um, if you want to check that out, feel oh, free. cool. Yeah. And you know the the interesting thing is that how can people find out about uh, you know cemeteries, like who's buried there, or where are the cemeteries? Um, well, here in Massachusetts, um, there is a cemetery guide by David Allen Lambert, um, and I can, after the show, I'll be happy to put a link on the on our page for it. It's a guide to Massachusetts cemeteries. This book, this is like my Bible. Um, it's really getting a little dog-eared, but I carry it with me, and it's got every cemetery in Massachusetts, even... Oh, God, there's pizza from the dead already. Mm-hmm. Even, uh, you know, little family plots, even cemeteries that have been moved or combined with another cemetery, you'll find it in this in this guide. So it's a guide to Massachusetts cemeteries, David Allen Lambert. I'm sure that there's many other states um, have similar guides, but um, probably, uh, you know, the best place to do um, for your state is Google um, genealogy. Uh, societies or, um, you know, historical societies, mm-hmm. um, see what's out there. But definitely, you know, even maybe hit Amazon and, and just do do a search for a guide to Washington cemeteries, a guide to, you know, Texas cemeteries or wherever, you know, wherever you are. So, um, but this one is, is essential for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a good thing. Yeah. So, anyways, I mean... It, it's really cool. You got to stop and I mean, we go by so so many so many cemeteries. Oh, we God, don't yeah. even realize that they have these, these little plots here and there, yeah. and a lot of them have really cool stories. I remember that uh, Karen Ruckett and I were one day just looking uh, for antiques, and we went by this. We were going to the store, and we went by this little cemetery. I said, "Oh, let's go look at them." Thanks to Ann, you know, got me in a bug. Nah. Uh, so we went in and we checked it out, and, and it was a little house there. 
and it just said the Hearst House, and uh-huh. that was that. So I took a picture of it, and da da da. And then afterwards, I I did some research on it, and it was it was simply amazing because that Hearst House turned out to be, uh, you know, a lot of history behind it. Basically, a doctor in town was doing experiments on bodies, and <laughs> and uh, that Hearst House actually holds remains of seven of his victims that he had, uh, you know, did experiments with, and he was tried uh, uh, for uh, desecration of a corpse, and in fact, his oh. his his lawyer was none other than Daniel Webster himself, and, uh, wow. but, you know, it was really interesting, all this little hit, this little history on this little tiny cemetery, and, and a great story, I mean, there's a lot more to it, but if you, you know, we're running out of time, because we, we know the we pizza are. from the dead is here, uh, <laughs> so, I mean... You know, stop. Take a look at these cemeteries. You never know what you're going to find in them. They're really yep. interesting. They are. And it's awesome. good exercise, too. And God knows we all need exercise. Yes, it is. It's great exercise. So, Leanne, I want to thank you so much. And I want to thank uh, Minnie Me for uh, calling in, too, and uh, those who contributed for the Pararex and the, the Etojanet chat room. So, till next time, I guess it's time to wrap it up. All right. Thank you, and good night, and thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. Good night, and God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.